So good to see each and every one of you, particularly here on this uh, Mother's Day. It's a day of uh, great celebration. Wonderful time to honor those who uh, are so effective and influential in our lives. Happy Mother's Day to, uh, to one and all. We, uh, we start today uh, consideration, and fittingly so, of, uh, of, our, of our families. Uh, we uh, have titled this upcoming ser- sermon series, Home Construction, and we will uh, clearly assert uh, each and every Sunday of our time together that it is important to have uh, the love of God at the very uh, foundation of who we are as families. We construct our homes, our home life, on uh, that foundation of God's deep, rich, and abiding love for, for each of us. I, uh, I like this uh, story uh, told. Uh, it's one uh, appropriate for Mother's Day. In fact, uh, it's a story uh, about a, a mother after lunch on Mother's Day <coughs> who is washing the, the dishes when her teenage daughter uh, wandered into the kitchen. And she was horrified to see her mom at the sink uh, washing the dishes Oh, mom, you, uh, you you shouldn't have to wash dishes on uh, on Mother's Day. Her mother was deeply touched, and she began to take off her apron and to give it to her daughter. When the the young girl said, "Oh, they'll wait until tomorrow," <laughs> tell tell me it ain't so. Such is the life of a mother, at least uh, at least every now and then. Our uh, scripture lesson for today is from 1 Samuel uh, chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. It is the story of a mother's desire to deeply love her child, while at the same time to honor the Lord through that child. The story is such that Hannah prayed and prayed for a child. She struggled to get pregnant. And it was a big deal for her, a big deal emotionally. Uh, Certainly, there were some uh, cultural overtones that were at play in that. Suffice it to say, uh, the fact that um, Hannah had not had a child was a a big deal. She even prayed one of those, let's make a deal prayers. If you give me a child, she prayed to the Lord I will give him to you all of, of his, all the days of his life. Let's face it, there are uh, far too many who want children, but for whatever reason have been prevented from having them. There's nothing easy about that, and our prayers are, are lifted on their behalf. You're, you're probably unaware that our oldest son, Brian, and, and his wife, uh, Cassie, had a really tough time conceiving. God has, um, ha- has blessed them with uh, two daughters and a, and a son. And we are all very, very thankful for God's miraculous work uh, in their lives. In Hannah's case, God gave her a son. And she named him Samuel, which means heard from God. Indeed, God heard her pleas. Upon Samuel being weaned, which could have very well been around uh, his age three, 
Hannah made good on her promise to God. Remember that, uh, let's make a deal. Soon Samuel was taken to Eli by Hannah and dedicated to the Lord. Now, dedicated is a, is a verb. It, it denotes action. What Hannah did was intentional. It took tremendous faith, and it did not come without sacrifice. If you think about it, she gave, but gave one, out of love for the child, and, and two, to honor God. When it comes to our children and grandchildren, we, we too need to be intentional. Certainly intentional about dedicating them to God. That's what Hannah did. Hers was the epitome of a mother's love. Just like Hannah, we would do well to dedicate our children to God. So let's read about that. We turn today to that passage I mentioned just a a second ago to 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. Let's hear this from God's Word. When her husband Elkanah went up with all his family to offer the annual sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vow, Hannah did not go. She said to her husband, after the boy is weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord, and he will be there always. Do what seems best to you, her husband Elkanah told her. Stay here until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord make good his word. So the woman stayed at home and nursed her son until she had weaned him. After he he was weaned, he, he took the boy with her, young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour, and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. When the bull had been sacrificed, they brought the boy to Eli. And she said to him, Pardon me, my Lord, as, as surely as you live. I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child. And the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord. For his whole life, he will be given over to the Lord. And he, and he worshiped the Lord there. This is God's word. May it be a deep and abiding blessing to, uh, to each of us as we hear this word read. But may it also be an opportunity for us to to take our lives and apply them to this word. And in that, may we know the sure and abundant blessings of our God. May the Lord be with us all. (coughs) Just recently, some of us on staff have been taking part in what's called an Orange Masterclass. Orange is a, a wonderful ministry that seeks to support ministry to children and and young people and also their families. In in talking to ministry leaders, and that's essentially what this Orange Masterclass is about, they they say you have about 40 hours a year to impact children. 
And again, they're, they're talking to, uh, to children's workers and, and youth ministers. Uh, they, they go on to say their parents have about 3,000 hours to, uh, to share with their children. That's all the more reason to support, uh, support parents in the important work they have to do at home. So those of us here, as we gather, have about that 40 hours a year. Parents, about 3,000 hours. That's a change of focus for those who are in ministry to children and, and uh, young people. Orange goes so far as to say that what happens at home is more important than what happens at church. You've got to swallow pretty hard, particularly when you're a youth pastor or a children's worker. Orange also affirms that every parent wants to be a better parent. Every parent wants their, their child to have a better future. And every parent has more potential to influence their child than anyone else. Orange talks a great deal about uh, 936 marbles. That represents the, the number of, of weeks between the, the birth of a child and that child graduating from high school. Orange encourages that every parent count out 936 marbles in a jar and take one out each and every week. And by so doing, each parent is encouraged to remember that every week matters, that you can't do it all in one week. And when you see how many marbles are left in the jar, you then begin to, to, to think that there's, uh, there, there's more, uh, more time left. And when you consider there's more time left, you begin to do more with the time that you have left. I find all of that to be wonderfully wise, awakening us to the importance of, of each day, and in this case, of each week as we seek to be in ministry with our children and, and grandchildren. And so today we consider family and those who are the, the youngest among us and how we might be shining lights to those in our homes. One of the bright spots for Cheryl and me being here at St. John, and there are many, many bright spots, is the opportunity that we have to be around these guys on a regular basis. I am thankful for every opportunity that, that I have to lean into Henry and Owen's life. And how could I not be? They look exactly like their dad, and they act exactly like their dad did so many years ago. Some of you who have been around St. John for a long time remember uh, Brian and John running up and down these halls, and Henry and Owen are doing the exact same thing. As Jogi Bear said, it's uh, deja vu all over again. I'm also thankful to be able to, to do the same with uh, our grandkids in Nashville. Uh, they call me uh, Big Da, which is short for, for Big Daddy. I am anything but a Big Daddy, but maybe in their eyes I, I am.
I pray for their parents every day, all the time. Theirs is a big responsibility, and most days it's really a huge challenge. But they're up to it as long as they keep love at the center of what they're doing at home. As we said just a bit earlier, Hannah dedicated Samuel to the Lord. <clears throat> Her intention was to make good on the commitment that she had made to God at an earlier time. And if you read that, that earlier portion of uh, the first uh, chapter of 1 Samuel, you, you see that, uh, that Hannah really struggled so long for a child even to the point that as she struggled in her prayers, Eli approaches her and, 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 and calls her out on, on being drunk and says, oh no, not, not drunk by, by any stretch of the imagination, just struggling before God. We, we may not leave our children at the doorstep of the church like, um, like Hannah did, but we are challenge to, to follow Hannah's lead when it comes to, to dedicating our children and, and grandchildren to God. So let's hear this. Hannah was able to do what she did because she knew Samuel was God's anyway. She knew that her child Samuel was God's anyway. That uh, puts us to considering the having that same sort of disposition in, in, in regard to our, our own children. When it comes down to it, our children are God's, first, last, and, and everywhere in between. They are God's. As we have already said, children are a gift from God. It comes to us to, to handle those gifts with with the utmost care, after all, they are under our stewardship. Now, it seems odd here on Mother's Day and talking about home construction to, to think in terms of, uh, of stewardship when it comes to raising our children. We usually talk about stewardship when, when it comes to, to finances or dealing with, with, with God's earth. Our children are a beautiful expression of His provision, of God's provision, infinitely more valuable than, than any number on a balance sheet. We are stewards of those great gifts, of, of the, the, the beauty that, that God has, has wrought in our children. Our children are God's creations, His most beautiful handiwork, and we need to do everything in our power to come alongside Him in making sure that His handiwork is given a chance to flourish in every way. I love this story that is, um, is shared by Fred Craddock. Fred Craddock was a, an outstanding pr professor and, and preacher and author. He tells the story of a man that approached him one day in a, in a small diner somewhere in the Smoky Mountains. The man had just finished his dinner. He noticed that Craddock was by, him, by himself uh, there at the table, and, and this man sort of eased his way over to strike up a conversation. 
The man pointed to the, to the window, and then he, then he said, uh, do you see that mountain over there? Let me tell you the story of a, of, a, of a boy who came from over there. He was born to an unwed mother. Even though his mom was loving and supportive in, in every way, the boy uh, had a hard time growing up. The fact that he didn't have a, a father really weighed heavily on his heart. When the boy was 12, a new pastor came to town, came, came to his church, and the pastor had heard about the boy's struggles, so he decided to, to pay a visit. And upon the day when he visited, he found the boy all by himself on the front porch of, uh, of his house. Son, what's your name? The, the pastor asked him. And before the, the, the boy could answer the, the pastor, the, that pastor said, hey, wait a minute, I, I know who you are. I, I see the family resemblance. You are a child of God. From then on, whenever anyone asked about the, the boy's dad, the boy would, uh, would always respond, I am a child of God. And then the man finished up his, uh, his conversation and said, I, I was that boy. Well, Craddock was, uh, was wondering after the man had left the, the diner who in the world he was and began to inquire with the, the waitress and found out that he was none other than Ben Hooper, who became governor of Tennessee way back in the early 1900s. All of us are God's creation and claimed by God as one of his children. I've heard it said that every child is a story yet to be told. And that's quite true. Every child is a story yet to be told. When, when considering a child, whatever age, whether born or unborn, you can't help but consider the unlimited potential yet to be realized. You can't help but, but consider the, the great things that are possible. When it comes to children, there is a wonderful story yet to be told. As, as we know, though, when it comes to children, potential is not realized. Great things do not happen And wonderful stories are not lived out without the support and nurture of those around them. Nurture is critical in every way. Tending to the needs of our children goes a long way toward them maturing, toward them being able to to launch into their own lives. We need all along to be sensitive to their needs and, every, and do everything that we can to try to meet those needs. Above all things, we, we need to express love their way to where there is no mistaking by them that they are indeed loved. Our children may try us, may challenge us, may confound us to absolutely no end, but that's no reason for us to be short on love. Don't ever 
underestimate the power of love when it comes to the youngsters that are around us. <coughs> My mom is now a resident at uh, the Beehive Homes up in Goshen, just up the street uh, on Highway 42. Beehive is a, is a wonderful, wonderful place, and mom's getting wonderful care there. Mom does uh, very well most days. At 92, I, I figure all things considered that she's doing remarkably well. I, I always appreciate visiting her. I, I'm thankful that, um, that she is as, as close as she is to, to allow me to do that. And I'll be quite honest with you, there's some, some method in that madness, some, uh, some uh, design in, in being that close. My, my visits to, to mom have given us both a lot of time to reflect. She, she seems to remember more about what happened a long time ago than, than what she just had for, for lunch. And there's a, a bit of heartbreak in that, I can tell you. All along, I have never doubted mom's love. It was simply a, a given. A lot of times left unspoken, but but just a given, sort of a, a foundation upon which to, to build life. I also never doubted mom's desire to follow the Lord. And that was evident in a, in a, in a lot of ways. I remember uh, years and years ago, it's very formative. Uh, our, our preacher was, was, uh, was speaking. He was reciting a scripture that he had memorized. He got through about halfway and just stopped. He had forgotten the rest of the passage. And it was then that my mom stood up right in the, the middle of the worship and completed the passage. And it was not one of those sort of famous passages like uh, John 3.16. Uh, it was one that was a bit more obscure. And I learned that day about mom's appreciation for Scripture and that I ought to have the same sort of appreciation as as well. I've never been so bold as to just stand up and start quoting Scripture. Mom was, was always quick to lean upon God for help. You know, we never really so much talked about that. I just knew that was the case. Like uh, Hannah, mom was more than content to dedicate us, to dedicate me, my, my brother, my sister, to the Lord, for which I am eternally thankful. Her, her influence upon my life has always been a big deal. I've shared often about uh, God's means of grace and how God shares His grace in, in many, many ways, notwithstanding the sacraments that we just talked about the last couple of weeks. God also shares His grace through, through people that he puts in, in, in our way, if you will, God sharing his grace through others. And mom has always been at the top of that list when it comes to communicating God's grace. Let me encourage you to uh, think about your mom, to consider uh, your, your mother today, consider the joys and maybe even some of the concerns, ask God to, to help you to really explore that. Also, ask God to help you to, to communicate 
what, what you're thinking and feeling. And above all else, when, when, when all things are said and done, be sure to communicate your love to mom. The scripture teaches that uh, every year, upon visiting the house of the Lord, around the time of the Feast of the Tabernacles, Hannah brought with her a brand new robe to give to her son Samuel. She wanted to make sure that, that their connection was one that remained strong, even though they were apart. And that robe, that new robe that she, uh, she made for each and every year was a sure reminder to Samuel of mother's love. Mom's love is, uh, is always there. It's just the way it is with, uh, with a mother's love. It's, it's always there, always looking to be expressed, always looking out for the ones that are nearest to them. And so we pause today and considering what it takes to, to, to construct a, a strong and, 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 and godly home, we, we talk about love, a love that is, uh, is, has its genesis and the love of God for us and is expressed in so many ways through the love of a mother. And we pause today to celebrate that and to be thankful for it. And as we uh, consider such things, let's be sure to, to be thankful Let's be sure to express. And as we express our love for those who are closest to us, may our homes be constructed upon the very love that God has for us in family. Let's pray together. <coughs> Lord, we do thank you. We bless your holy name. We thank you for you claiming us and for giving us the identity that we are your children. We thank you for loving us so and for making this possible through your son, Jesus. Lord, we, uh, we thank you for our families. Uh, as uh, challenging as they can be sometimes, we, we, we still offer thanks. And we pray, Lord, that you would uh, be at work in, in our lives individually to promote love and peace nurture, the very things that you would have us to uh, do at home. Lord, we praise your holy name and thank you for this day set aside to consider family. We pray, Lord, that you would use us today to, in some cases, remember, in other cases, to affirm and certainly, regardless, to offer our thanksgiving for the love that we have shared uh, with our moms. Bless us, keep us, hold us fast. And do that at home, we pray, to the end that your light radiates and shines through our home life, to the end that your kingdom is furthered and you gain all the praise and glory. This prayer we make in the name of Christ, trusting in the power of that name for today's world. Amen.